Introducing SmartBiz, the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's small businesses from Blackfoot Communications. With out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contracts. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com slash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Well, I want to make fun of you for $700 million, but we got more pertinent things to talk about. Crazy how this all comes full circle, though. I thought that we were going to see NDSU along the way with some matchups with the Montana schools because of the regionality of the FCS playoffs. But now, instead, I thought it would be early. Now we got a Final Four. North Dakota State coming to where we're sitting as Monday afternoon as we record this. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Grizz just keep finding a way. North Dakota State absolutely blasted South Dakota, and now we got the matchup of all time, man. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. It, it is unbelievable that this has come to be, right? And the bracket came out, and I think everybody thought, well, that would be something if that really happened. Semifinals, NDSU, Montana, the two winningest programs of the 21st century in the wow. FCS going out at Montana, about five wins more than NDSU. But the program of the 90s and the 2000s against the program of the last 13 years or so yep. in the FCS, it is just so wild that this has transpired, Coulter. And, and really, when you start diving into the prep, which it's going to be great all week for both of us to chronicle both of these team seasons, there are, there are mirror images. Both fan bases were getting ready to say, hey, it's time to make changes across the board. This isn't working. I mean, North Dakota State losing to their three main rivals, Montana, with how they looked in September. And now all of a sudden, here we go. Always right in the world again where you look at it. I looked at my top five preseason poll in the FCS before the year. Sure enough. These three teams that are left all in the top five. South Dakota State, North Dakota State, Montana. Who was the other two in the top five? You probably had... I had Furman. Furman, yeah. And Idaho. There you go. So, so I mean... Two that were in the final eight as well. Pretty amazing. It happened. What did you think of that game? Did you watch that one? I much? did watch that game. It, it was... How fast before that UAlbany quarterbacks in the transfer portal? Oh, just about as fast as Giovanni McCoy no and Anthony kidding, Woods right? enter the I transfer mean, portal. I hate to be a cynic, but that kid absolutely spins it. After his first touchdown, there, I was like, oh, that guy's going to be playing the Big Ten oh next year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I what mean, arm talent. Unbelievable. That turnaround they have, too, from 3-9 and nine to where they're at. I mean, they're the quote-unquote Cinderella story that's left here of the For Final sure. Four. But I thought that game was great. It was nice to have a competitive game back and forth on Saturday. I know South Dakota State – that. Nobody really thought Villanova was going to win. Even 45-mile-an-hour wins, NDSU blows the doors off. That was a great game back and forth. I was waiting to see when Albany's pass rush was going to make a difference. They finally yeah. did strip sack. They lead the nation in sacks and turnovers forced. They get two on the same dang play to lock up the game. Crazy, the adjustments. I think you got to give a lot of credit to the adjustments. The first half of that game was a totally different game than the second half. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the game here Friday night. Talk about adjustments. I thought, first of all, I underanalyzed Furman. I watched Furman a couple times this year. I didn't dive into it that much. I was just thinking, okay, these guys are a good team. They've won a lot of games. Uh, the SoCon can't compete with the Big Sky, and uh, I was wrong. I thought I thought across the board Furman was was up to snuff. Now we'll get into the the ups and downs of the Grizz. I thought the Grizz did not play very well in certain elements. They obviously played tremendously well in the return game. Junior Bergen won the game for them, basically. And they played great on defense other than a couple big plays that they gave up. But 
Furman had athletes across the board. I thought that was the most complete defense Montana's played against this year. They had great players in the in the front seven and in the secondary. And I thought they were really good on offense too, man. I thought that the quarterback, even though he really struggled, Tyler Huff really struggled in certain elements of the game. You could tell he's a gamer. He's a baller. Their offensive line was really good. Their receivers were good. They weren't overmatched speed-wise. They were overmatched size-wise, but they they still hung. I, I was impressed by Furman. I was too, and I'm going to agree with about 90% of what you say because I, I think that their defense was so good. and a, I mean, as good as advertised, their numbers – and maybe even better than what we thought. For the sure. team speed was there. They they shut down the run for the Grizz. I mean, what the Grizzly running backs did in the game, you, you just look at Osmo, Harris, and Gilman. Th- those three guys, 22 carries for 24 yards. I mean, that's incredible that they were able for to sure. shut that down. Clifton McDowell obviously had over 100 yards rushing there, but they shut down the run game. Defensively, absolutely the real deal. Offensively, I came into this game going, they don't have the firepower that I thought. And if you take, yeah. and I know it's so easy to say, well, if you take away this play, this play, sure. take away those two plays, they averaged two yards a play. I really didn't think they did much offensively in that contest. Neither did the Grizzlies in that regard, too. But the defensive battle, it will never go down as a defensive battle. But I still feel, well. Coulter, that if you look at it from. From the first quarter on, I mean, it really was a, a, a defensive battle. 21 punts. That's the stat you need to know. 21 punts. I mean, Furman punted 12 times, and, and the Grizz punted nine times. It, it was a journey for Furman's punter, too. I, I mean, mean the, high, the part of the high score is because Furman scored two touchdowns on two plays. Another part of the high score is because Junior Bergen took, took two kicks to the house. I mean, that's a 21-14 game otherwise. Uh, otherwise, exactly. And you look at what the Grizzlies did with the, the kicking woes that they had, too. There were multiple spots. Okay, so what is up with this? Nobody in the Big Sky can make a kick anymore? I'm I mean, the good. Cats couldn't make a kick for the last six weeks of the year. But then all of a sudden, the Grizz can't make a kick. And then Idaho's got the best kicker in the country, and he can't make a kick. And it's To be fair, they did line Ricardo Chavez up for two 50-plus yarders. But still, I mean, he missed three kicks and an extra point on Saturday And night. he shanked a punt. For sure. And so, yes. It, Big it's, time pressure, I guess. It's crazy. I mean, you you have to chalk it up to pressure. I mean, Nico Ramos had made 16 in a row, but you could tell right away, at least the angle that we had, when he hit the ball, there's no way he was even getting there. I mean, that, that thing never had a chance, either one of his field goals. So, I feel there were certain moments where the Grizz really could have put this game away early. And, and I even go back to the, the fourth play of the game. Junior Bergen houses the kick. That's, this place is on tilt. It is so sure. loud in here. And it's third down and long. And, of course, the Grizz send it. Cover zero, boom, 70-yard completion. It was milliseconds away from being a sack. If that is a sack or an incompletion, Grizz get the ball back. This could have been a totally different game. So I think that that is turning point number one. And then turning point number two is right before halftime. I mean, 20-14, to 14, if the Grizz make a field goal to go up two scores, just you could tell Furman didn't have that much confidence offensively, right? They, they didn't sure. with, with what they were doing. Grizz go up two scores. It's a different mindset for Justin Roper and the rest of that Furman offense. Also, I thought it was telling in the second half when Furman had the lead and there were probably knots in the stomach for 20,000 people in here. When it was 21-20 Furman and the Grizzlies punted for a second time trailing, you're starting to think, man, this this might be it. I, Furman is confident enough that they yes. are going to stop the Grizz and that belief factor that came in here. There was a lot of smoke talked all week long, and you know what? They did back it up. They did. I will give that. They absolutely backed it up. They came in here thinking, no, no, no. We don't care about any of this element stuff. 16 senior starters. The element of belief, Coulter, is what separates teams that are for successful sure. this time of year. And I felt that both teams had belief that they were going to win. But a telling call to me was on third and seven. Furman had it. 
and they just went quarterback run with Tyler Huff and punted. Almost yes. like saying, hey, we know we're not going to score on you again, but we don't think you're going to score on us either. Right, totally. The- Riley Corkin, Voice of the Grizz, here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Do yourself a favor. You got loved ones, especially from out of state. How about a Montana-made gift pack from Alpine Touch? They have a new Big Sky Bird Blend for your turkey or your prime rib. They also have brand new jerky seasoned with Alpine Touch as well. An assortment of seasonings, including the Cold Smoke Rub in collaboration with the Kettle House. It's the best rub for anything pork, trust me. Alpine Touch makes the best Montana gifts for the holidays and stocking stuffers. Get yours today. Visit alpinetouch.com. Comment about uh, belief is so true. Bobby Houck said this in the press conference a couple weeks ago. He said, there's a big difference between cockiness and like false bravado and like real confidence. Like not to throw him under the bus, but Sac State came in here talking a bunch of mess and, and it was this false confidence. Furman had real confidence. They were cocky. They were absolutely arrogant and cocky, but they had real confidence. Like they, for no minute, did they believe they were the underdog. So I do give them... Uh, massive credit for that. You're more emotionally invested in this than me, so you're riding the roller coaster a lot more. This is going to sound like a funny statement. There was not one second during this game that I thought Montana was going to lose, even though they didn't win until overtime. There was not one second I thought they were going to lose. 21-20? I thought they were going to win the whole time. Wow. I mean, hey. Even when when they scored and went up 28-21 on Rockinelli's two-point conversion, even – Win How Huff. about when they lined up for a two-point play to try and win the game at Man, okay, so there, I guess maybe there was 10 seconds okay, when 10 I thought, well, before the false start for Furman, I was like, oh, shoot, if Furman gets this, then they're going to go for two. Oh, they're going for two. Oh, they're going to get this. Then they false started. So, I don't know, man. I, I think that, that that feeling, though, is just a true testament to how this Grizz team's figuring out ways to win. Yeah, and they, they, they've got it. I mean, they, they've had it rolling, and I really think you have to go back, Coulter, the reason or one of the main reasons why they won this game and maybe there was that belief factor and a lot of people on the sideline did echo your sentiments that there wasn't a second of doubt they were going to lose. Now they weren't playing their best, but you have to go back to pre the dominant run, right? Everyone wants to talk about the the final four to five games where they just blew everybody out after the bye week. First time in school history, they had four straight wins by one possession when they started figuring it out. When you talk about Ferris State, Idaho State, Davis, and Idaho, that really came into play to where they didn't nerve up towards the end. They were they were still fine and confident. They were winning that field position battle big time. And I think another underrated play in the game, two more underrated plays. I mean, there's so many plays that they're going to go talked about in, in Grizzly lore. There were 155 plays in the game. The punt for Travis Benham to yes, pin them absolutely. inside the five. That started the whole sequence to where Junior Bergen was able to get loose outside. Shades of Utah Tech. Exactly. The exact same scenario. Exact same side of the field. Maybe yep. the same return. We'll have to ask Bobby Houck about that. I'm sure he'll be coy about it. But Coulter, you're right. It was so reminiscent of it. Much different as far as the impact. And then the first play of overtime. Fitting. Defensive MVP. Sure. Five-yard TFL. Furman wants to be balanced. They weren't. They had to drop back to pass three more times. Those two plays, let's not forget about those two. A DUI is a serious charge, and the process can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, and I have the experience and knowledge necessary to effectively represent you and make the situation manageable. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today. There is a certain element where, first of all, Bobby Houck is definitely one of the best special teams coaches in the country. Point blank, not, not arguable. There isn't a guy that has drawn up more kicks and punts for touchdowns than Bobby Houck in the last 20 years in college football, period. If we went through the stats, that's an absolutely affirmable stat. That, that's going to be a fun offseason project. You've you got my mind jogging. 100% jog, has yes. to be. I mean, yeah. 
dude, there's so many teams that don't ever house punts and kicks. They have housed so many punts and kicks under Bobby Halk over the last 12 seasons during the 21st century. It's crazy. But there's also a certain element of other coaches just not believing it. When Benham pinned him deep, I was like, you watch, Andrew. I was like, they're going to go three and out, punt from their end zone, and Bergen's going to house it up the sidelines. And he's like, how do you know that? And I'm like, dude, because if they get it with the punter pinned behind the end zone, they run their sideline return, and all it takes is one block. And that's what happened. Jackson Lee got the block, and they housed it. It's Bobby Houck's dream come true. But I can't believe that other coaches don't believe that that's true. It's totally predictable. If Bergen's going to catch it at midfield, they are going to run us a punt return up the sideline. I, if I'm an opposing coach, I'm saying, kid, no matter what happens, kick it out of bounds. Run for a three-yard game. Whatever you need to do, just do not kick it to this guy. I've got moments that are just kind of popping in my head a little bit too, but you think about it, Bergen's first career punt return touchdown was Portland State up the sideline the other direction towards the north end zone. I'm even thinking Jerry Louie McGee against North Alabama, exact same spot on the field when he ran yep. it. So you're right. It is that sideline run, corner of the end zone, and man, it has just been incredible to see. And you're right from the emotionally invested side of things. I mean, I was getting ready to go even keel. We were going to work our way up into that game. And I told Junior, and we went to the uh, TV show to record it yesterday with Kyle Hansen, the Grizzly Insider, that, man, you wrecked my voice. He started laughing. I'm like, man, he wrecked it for the whole game. But that game was just on, on such a different level because he set the tone right away. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Okay, several guys I want to ask about, so we'll start there. Junior Bergen, he's for sure on the Mount Rushmore of Grizz Returners now. Oh, without a question. I just got off the phone with Mark Mariani, and yeah. he said, yeah, that, that guy, he, he's up there. I mean, it's They're... it's Mariani and Junior Bergen and probably Tough Harris has to be on there. And then the other, the four spots between Jefferson Heilberger, Lavander Seegers, Jerry Louie, McGee. I was just gonna say you gotta have JLM in there at yeah. least, at least in consideration. Those yeah. are the, those are the top yeah. six, right? But but absolutely, Mark and Junior are definitely on there. Yeah, I, I mean, think so. I, Malik Flowers has got to be on there too. Oh, Malik's he, he, on. Yeah, Malik's on. He didn't on do double too. duty though. That's the problem. True. And but Mariani didn't really do punts until the playoffs his senior year either. He was just a kick return guy as well. So. Tough Harris was just so special because he could do both. So was Jefferson Heilberger. Here's a stat for your broadcast. Last time a guy took a kick and a punt back for a touchdown in the same game. 2002, Jefferson Heilberger gets Northwestern playoffs. State. Playoffs. How, how is this all happening in the playoffs, too? So right. Not only that in 02, but the Grizz wasn't the same player, but they ran a kick and a punt return back against SEMO last year. That's two straight years Wild. that they've had two return touchdowns, same game. I mean, To put this in perspective, wow. for the folks that are wondering how rare this is, I've covered Montana State as a beat since the 2010 season. I have seen five kick and punt returns for touchdowns total in that time. We've seen that many in the last month for the Grizz. I mean, it's it's crazy <laughs> how truly rare it is, but how Montana makes it seem like it's not rare. So Bergen's definitely up there for sure. Okay, the other guys I want to ask you about. Uh, first of all, 
is the is this Eli Gilman just having a target on his back now that he's known as the top freshman in the year in the country? I think there's a little bit of that. Number one, I do think that that number two that they they went right into the teeth of the strength. Because two weeks in a row, I mean Delaware was dead set on taking him away as well. Yeah, I, I think that he's got a lot more focus on him now, and that, that it's more of. Okay, I think Osmo is still coming in. People still believed, maybe going into the season, that he was going to be the guy. Now Gilman's got the target on his back. So I do think there's a little bit of that might have been a part that two linemen for the Grizzlies were kind of dinged up during that game too. But yeah, uh, some of it, definitely the last two games, I think Gilman, certainly underneath his standards. The thing to me, Coulter, that stood out, I mean, the Grizzly running backs didn't have a carry for more than six yards in the entire game, which right. is really, really hard to fathom. Well, part of that is the, the defense taking them away, and that's why Clifton McDowell had a career high, 21 for a 118. So, I don't know, you give, you take away. I think that's uh, a deal. But but I think this is worth at least one follow-up on this. This is the difference in the growth of, of the Grizz and the that's offense, right. right? Because if this would have happened last year, let's just say in Fargo, uh-huh. they didn't have the quarterback run game. Right? right, so you don't have another option to go to. Therefore, you become one-dimensional and only become a passing team. Might not have won a game like this against Furman. So the added element of that plus-one run game with the quarterback showed up more than any other game on Friday. It's one of the biggest changes for the Grizz is it used to be that if you either attacked them where they were vulnerable or you took away the things they do best, they didn't have anything else to go to. Now they, they have a bunch of stuff to go to. The flexibility of this team has been very impressive. Um Last thing I want to ask you about, you mentioned the offensive line being a little bit banged up. They made this change like early October where they started running these wide splits. It's worked great for them. Part of that's because it helps you get guys out on the edge. It helps you mitigate your pass blocking a little bit. Bobby Houck's talked for the last couple weeks about how this team's offensive line is way more athletic than it is like powerful, and I think that's a correct evaluation, obviously. But Furman was shooting gaps all game long. And it took Montana a little while to, to start exploiting that. NDSU runs this, I mean, it's the same defense they've run for 20 years. It's this 4-2-5 with all these sweet line games. They don't blitz. It's the same defense that Cats run. But the, but NDSU twists a little bit more, and they run a little bit more line game stuff. I'm just so interested to see how that matchup goes on Saturday because it could be one way or the other. Like, NDSU is going to be as good, if not better, than Furman up front. And that stuff could really fluster the Grizz with those wide splits. Or also, though, if you can gap scheme it up a little bit, then you can gash him as well. I don't know. It's going to be the, the ultimate matchup within the trenches for football guys, right, that love for breaking sure. it down and just seeing if there's any adjustments. And I, I even go back more than just when the Grizzlies went to those wide splits in October. Let's go back to the game last year. I mean, obviously, that is I think that's relevant for how NDSU attacked Montana at least with their offensive line a year ago, whether you believe it's better this year than last year. I mean, that that's for everyone to have their own opinion on. But I think the adjustments there are going to be probably what tells the story of this game because the Grizzlies are going to have to have explosive plays. I think what's interesting about this matchup too, Coulter, is that both of these squads offensively had just went to a different gear in the last in the back half of the season. It, everyone wants to talk about the defense, the line play, all the what they've been able to do offensively. Both of these teams are just scoring and, and although you might think it might be a defensive battle, to me on paper right away, it looks like it could be a shootout more than anything else. So, all of that being said, going back to your initial question, 
making sure that you are explosive in the run game, yeah. absolutely paramount to stay in this one here on Saturday. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. And then you just got to be able to run the ball enough to get yourself the mismatches on the perimeter. Because at the end of the day, for as much as we've praised this great defense the Grizz have, their advantages in the kick game, the emergence of Clifton McDowell, all of it, the number one factor that Montana has over everybody else is that they have better athletes on the perimeter offensively than the guys that are going to be guarding them. Now that Keelan White's turned into a true all-conference type guy, that you got three dudes who nobody else can match up with. If you take away two of them, the third guy's going to have a mismatch all day long still. Well, and let's talk about Keelan White. I mean, the for playoff sure. run, what he's done. I mean, he's one dropped catch away from Delaware for having a 150-yard game. He had a yep. streaker across the middle. What do you have on Saturday, 91? Yeah, yeah, 91 yards and obviously catches the winning touchdown, touchdown in overtime. Yep. So he is emerging now. And Junior, they're all great. And that's the best part about the three wide receivers. They, they don't care whose day it is on a, on a given Saturday or a Friday night, whatever it may be. But you're right. I think that the biggest advantage Montana probably has right now is those skill position guys and, and where they're at at wide receiver. Clifton McDowell has such a good relationship with all of them, kind of knows where they're going to be 99% of the time outside the one sure. miscommunication they had that nearly cost the Grizzlies the game too. They were calling that out though. What'd you think of that element wow. of the game? Wow. That they were still, I mean, they were calling out plays before. Like if you watch it, if you, uh, we had the window open and you could hear them saying, Double move, double move, and then they ran the double move, and Cliff didn't get the the uh, memo, and then he threw the underneath instead. That was a touchdown if he throws the right thing, and then he throws a, a bad pick. But. And guess who that would have been too as well? Keelan, Keelan White. White yeah. So, I mean, Keelan White could have another massive game. And I, I go back to the Eli Gilman question you asked me. I think a little bit of that has to do, at least last week, with they knew it was going to be a run. So, yeah. obviously, when they run pass, they knew what was happening. And then pass concepts, they knew. I thought that was a very interesting element to it. And they were beyond secretive with what they were oh, doing. They had, with like the, a guy the with, they, they had the signal shield guy that was following around whoever was giving the signs. I mean, I'd never seen that before. It, it's crazy. Just, well, hey, Jim Harbaugh, the, the Jim Harbaugh hey, effect. It's trickling down through all the college I don't football. know. What do you think of that? I, I, I'm of the opinion that if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying hard enough. I'm not saying you should be cheating. But, like, if you scouted a team well enough that you know that they have tendencies and then you could call out plays beforehand, like, I mean, you're a baseball guy. It's, it, it's kind of how it goes. It's the edge, right? I was if, a, as long as you're not doing it with, like, video like the freak show at Michigan's doing. If you're just doing it like, hey, oh, we see the double tight on this yeah. side. It's going to be this play. I, I mean, don't, no, I, hey, that's with, that. That's within the, the – I don't know, the unwritten rules of the game. I have sure. no problem with that at all. Be better at your signals. Be better sure. at not being predictable. Same thing with if you're a pitching coach, don't hit your nose three times. If, if <laughs> right, that means exactly. it's going to be curveball. Like, it, it's part of sports. So I didn't have a problem. They did it. But I would have a problem that if Montana doesn't adjust for this weekend's game, which obviously we all know that they're going to adjust. And obviously they know that something's out with a tell and you got to get rid of that. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Town pump. Right down the road. Pump it up. 
Riley Corgan, voice of the Grizz here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Okay, so one of the biggest factors for North Dakota State for this whole run has been how intimidating they are. They have a, a touchdown advantage coming into every game because, oh my gosh, we're playing NDSU. I do think that's mitigated a little bit from having them go on the road. I, the overlay between analyzing like how the Cats did against NDSU and the Grizz, I, I don't know. Because, first of all, the Cats had seen them so many times, so there was like so much of a familiarity there with them. I mean, the Cats had played them in the playoffs four times. And, you know, it was a sold-out Rock and Bobcat Stadium, which, by the way, figure out how to get this place sold out, man. If you can't sell out for the semis with NDSU, I don't know what else to tell you. Go, if The ticket's are only 35 bucks. Go get some tickets. Grizzticks.com, Adam Center. Come on. I mean, it's time. And I feel, though, I feel this one. And People know it's the last home game. I get it. Saturday's better. Absolutely. Friday night at 7 killed it. And I, I do think, you know, I, I think the point spread had something to do with it. I really do. I think there are Grizz fans out there that said, hey, we're going to come to the first game against Delaware. They should take care of Furman. And yeah. we're going to save up yeah. for the semifinal. That's all right. that being said, hey, we've been talking about it all week. The Inside the Den podcast has Mark Mariani Annie on it talking about the, the game against App State in 09. This, sure. this has all the makings to be an all-time game. Absolutely have to sell this one out. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Talking about the comparisons, did you think, though. Do you think the intimidation factor exists here? No. I don't either. I do not. I do not think the intimidation factor exists here. I think it might be the other way around. I know that sounds absolutely sure. crazy, and I'm sure people in Fargo will light me up for saying that. But, hey. They're listening to oh, this. Oh, they, they are. absolutely are. But you know what? Third straight week on the road coming here inside Washington Grizzly Stadium. I felt that NDSU had a touchdown advantage by intimidation and then another touchdown advantage because they were inside the Fargo Dome for, right. for their entire run since 2010, sure. right? Sure. It's different. Give them credit. They won on the road. They beat Montana State. I do think when you try and compare that, because you were talking about that, but trying to compare how, you know, how the Cats played him to the Grizz and if, there, if there's a common draw that you can go from there. NDSU and MSU are mirror images of teams. Quarterback run game, how they want to do it. I feel I feel sure. Montana's a little bit different in that regard. There was also so much of a chess match when the Cats and NDSU played because there's so much familiarity. Like Both teams did a bunch of stuff they haven't done all year. Because they knew that the other side, they run the same stuff. It's the same I mean, thing. It's the it's, same yeah. system. Like the Cats have a little bit more diversity, a little more outside zone in their run game, but the, the defensive systems are identical. They're they're identical. So uh, I wasn't surprised that there was like some unorthodox. I mean, the Cats were blitzing a bunch in that game. They don't really do that. Right. NDSU was running a bunch of zero coverage to make Tommy Malott beat them by throwing up the seam. To his credit, he did. But like that was that was a totally new thing that you weren't used to seeing. So. And I do think, too, just to close up the intimidation factor side yeah. of things, and I know the final score, people will say one thing, right, with how, how it happened in, in Fargo last year, and NDSU ran away yeah. from it at the end. Two factors come into play. And, and whether anyone else believes what I'm about to say or not is irrelevant, but the guys in the locker room believe, hey, it was 21-20 to 20 in the third quarter. Sure. And our quarterback won out, and it was Daniel Britt in the second yes, half. Right. Okay, so there is belief from the Grizzly side of things that hey, we were right there last year. Should we have won it? I don't think they're going that far and saying we should have won that game. Sure, but more of like we're not intimidated by these guys. We went toe to toe for two and a half quarters. We were within one point at their place in the third quarter. Now they get to come to our place. Third straight week on the road. 
And I mean this wholeheartedly. If NDSU comes in here and wins, they absolutely deserve it. They, they, sure. they deserve it. But from the Grizzly side of things, this is all you could ask for. You get these guys in your place with a better team here this year for Montana. Yeah, that's crazy, too, because the, just the narrative around both sides of this. For NDSU, if you go win three straight road games, go back to Fargo when everybody was thought the world was ending after you lost a couple during the regular season, what an epic run and what, you know, I mean, you silence all of the possible skeptics because they say, oh, the only reason you ever won. I mean, it's a stupid thing to say because the only reason you're playing in Fargo is because you got one of the top two seeds. You totally deserve it. But for anybody that says you can't win anywhere else, well, then you silence all those critics. For Montana, it, it, this is like take out the blue blood after the blue blood, right? You got the 90s blue blood in Delaware, and then you got the rematch of the 2001 National Championship, and now you got the elephant. How perfect. How it's perfect has it been from the three separate opponents? And I've been using been using the term all the way along. If you want to slay the dragon, yeah. you get your chance right here. Keys, then? I mean, I think to me, the senior quarterbacks on both sides are going to be keys. Whoever can settle in earliest. Because Cam Miller, you could say you know, his numbers are whatever, but his completion percentage and how good he is on third down is so impressive. And he is cool as a cus- he's the coolest customer around. I think initially here on a Monday, the two things I'm looking at, not third down, I'm looking at first down. First down, both teams need to be successful because if you get behind the chains a little bit and become predictable, watch out. The other defense can tee off a little bit on it and they will expose weaknesses. And also, same deal, turnover margin. Because now North Dakota State, with what they did last week, they are the number one turnover team in the country. They've surpassed Furman. Turnover in a game that's so evenly matched, which is what I see when I look at both of these teams. It's going to be, it's going to come down to the, the intangibles, the factors, the special teams. Who can establish the run first? Do you see either team having a hard time? establishing the run against the other is NDSU's defense as solid as they've been in years past offensively they look explosive to me defensively can they hold up is this going to be a shootout type game I think initially I would say maybe more towards a shootout than a slobber knocker so weather's going to be perfect which I don't know you could look at it from both sides coach Houck says that slows down Montana but NDSU I don't know how they would handle the snow being that indoor dome team too so I am just so fired up for this. This is going to be a, a wild week to get ready for. And Coulter, it'll be fun to listen to all of your stuff to to break down the uh, intricacies of the matchups here. And we'll have fun at the Coach's Show Wednesday too. Coach's Show Wednesday, 6.30 at Finn. You can also check out the Inside the Den podcast. Mark Mariani, who else is up on? Johansi Humphrey. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm going with the, the heavy nice. hitters he here this week. Is he up in Alaska still? He's in Reno, Nevada now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's good okay. to update with uh, with Yo. and then So Yo to talk about the 01 title run. Yep. And then Mark to talk about nice. the 09 App State game here, the last semifinal Grizzlies hosted. So all good stuff. It'll be great. Inside the Den podcast Monday. And then, of course, Coach's Show Wednesday. Riley presented by Blackfoot Communications, as is this Big Sky Breakdown with Riley Corcoran. Be sure to tune in to Nuanas Now all week as well on ESPN Radio or on the Nuanas Now podcast. We're going to give you a whole bunch of tickets to this game, so stay tuned for that as well. Thanks for being here, dude. Absolutely. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses in Missoula. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Grizzly Athletics.
Old Works Golf Course is one of the most challenging tracks you will find anywhere in Montana, and that's why they host so many of the premier golf tournaments around the Treasure State. The 18-hole course measures at more than 7,700 yards, making it one of the longest courses in the Big Sky State. The Jack Nicholas design comes from one of the best players of all time and one of the world's leading course designs. Jack Nicholas has designed over 310 courses, including this gem located in Anaconda, Montana. Montana. Although right now, golf season is coming to a close, the Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center, featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey, is now open all winter. Andrew can help you with expert swing and mental coaching, plus custom club fitting, and they have multiple state-of-the-art track band simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works 406-563-5989. And be sure to check out Jack's Grill while you're there. Jack's Grill is also open year-round. Old Works Golf Course, a gem of the Treasure State located in Anaconda. Montana.